0: of the biggest mistakes I made in my early 20s, and they got us all, all those little 80s, 90s babies, 70s babies too, some 60s babies, y'all remember that time share, that time share, let it lit some of us up. We went out there and got that timeshare talking about, oh, I can go to Hawaii whenever I want. Ain't nobody tell you that you were never going to be able to get there, that it was never going to be available, that you had to buy the tickets and you wasn't going to feel like you, you got one in, in, in Florida, you got one here, you got one in, 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 in Puerto Vallarta, you got one in, in St. Martin, and couldn't go n- to none of them. They didn't tell us that you were going to have to pay for it through perpetuity. And thankfully, lawyers have come together now and are snatching thousands of people. I remember the fight in my late 20s to get out of a timeshare. I did not know I had signed a contract that said that I was going to have to pay those rising fees for life. They had me thinking I was going to be able to pass it on to my children. One day I went to sell my timeshare, and this is the gods on the truth. It had a one cent value. And I paid $29,000 for it. In a time where I did not have $29,000, I was struggling at 22, 23 years old to come up with the $1,800 a year to pay the maintenance fees for something that I never went to. All of that wealth that I left at that timeshare that I never enjoyed. You have to get rid of the never ending. Habitual payments on goods and services that are costing you your answers. You ready for the next one? Type this is good in there. I know you might not feel like it. I know you don't want to hear me right now, but just type this good in there because when my millionaires come out of this, you're going to appreciate this class. Living off of borrowed money. Credit cards. It's nothing but borrowed money. You understand this? A credit card is somebody who has the money. They give you the money. You go buy something. They give you nine hundred. You go buy something for nine hundred, but you're going to give them forty-nine hundred in return because, why? The borrower is slave to the lender. Christmas just passed. Some of us put toys and. Things on credit cards to satisfy our families and children. I understand wanting to do all of that, but at the expense of your future, I'm not sure that's a good idea. You cannot live off of borrowed money. You don't want to be putting groceries on a credit card if you can help it. You would have eaten that food and still be paying for it. Think about that. Does that make sense? Now, I'm not talking about people who are in hardships and can't find jobs. I'm talking about those of us who are not balancing our budgets properly, where the money is there to survive, no matter how little it is. But with no strategy, a little debt will kick you behind. I remember another dumb thing I did. I had a yard no bigger than... Eight to 9,000 square feet. Maybe it was a little larger than that. I went and bought a riding lawnmower in my early 20s from Home Depot. It was $1,800. I paid $10 a month on a riding lawnmower for years. It was broke before I finished paying for it. Because I didn't realize, duh, the oil had to be changed in it just like a car but I was in such a hurry to look like my neighbors because they had riding lawnmowers. And I bragged about how green my grass was. Oh, the grass was green on the outside, but wasn't no green on the inside. I'm not judging you. I've been there. But you cannot live off of borrowed money. Spending too much on your house, your apartment is another bit. There is a rule of thumb that you should spend about 10, at most 25%, and that's a stretch, but about 10% of your income should be on the mortgage and or rent where you live. You are in trouble when you have to spend two of your paychecks on your rent. At that rate, you already have nothing left. So if you make $2,000 a paycheck and your rent is $1,800, you are in trouble. You are in trouble and trouble is going to find you. And I know why people, and this is not just for people who have $1,800 rent. This is for people who have 8,000 square foot homes, and they pay $15,000, $20,000 a month, and they have huge homes, and, they, and, 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 and they're already strapped for cash, and, and they say, well, I got this because, you know, when my family comes in town, then they'll have a place to stay, which means if your family comes in town, comes in town once a year, then you've paid for a place that they don't stay 11 months out of the year. Why not buy a house that you live in 12 months a year and if you want to be generous to your family, save the other 11 months and get them a hotel room at Christmas time. Rent you don't have to have 5 cars in the garage so that when people come over they have something to drive. Drive what you can with the resources that you have, and if you got it, babe, go get it, baby, get it. Boo-boo, if you got it, go get it. I'm talking to those who are struggling right now trying to figure out how to do it. Drive the car that you can drive, and if you want to be generous, Uber. Rent them a car from Enterprise or Hertz for the two days, but you don't want to pay all year for the possibility of somebody coming to stay with you over the holidays. You understand what I'm telling you? Shake your head. I want to see it. Get your tissue. We're going to cry together. Swallow that anxiety. I know you're calling me out of my name right now, but it's all right because we're going to be good after we finish this lesson because you're about to get money and you need to learn the mystery of it and you need to learn how to handle it. The other thing that I see people in our society not doing is investing in retirement. And let me tell you something. It is too expensive to get old and not have money. Because the older you get, your earning income potential decreases. The cost of goods and services are going to go up. So you have to have money sitting in the future so that when you and your past arrive, it can be subsidized by your planning. I know too many people who have businesses and are self-contractors, that 1099 so that they don't have to pay taxes. And when you don't pay taxes, you're not paying into social security. And yes, we don't know if it's going to be there, but it is there now. And you're not paying into all of these things and you're not saving and you're not retiring. You have no 403B and no 401k and you have, you have none of that, no savings account you have. And so you get there and you go from being worth $50 an hour or $20 an hour at the age you are now. And then when you get in your fifties, that's going to decrease by percentage and then you're going to get 65 nobody's going to want you so if you don't listen you have the young you has to take care of the older you you have to understand that your 30 year old self is actually taking care of your 50 year old self your 50 year old man is counting on you right now to save enough so he or she can live so you have to get ready for retirement and the earlier the better it is hard to get ready for retirement in your 50s. If you are in your 20s or 30s and you hear me right now, start you a retirement account tomorrow. A Roth IRA will only cost you six or $7,000 a year. You max out at that. It is a 4% average guarantee. You could do that for the next 30, 40 years and be good because also when you get older, you don't need as much. Uh, I remember one of my mentors telling me that one of the best African proverbs he he had ever heard is that we as people should not eat our dinner in the morning because the night will come and we will have nothing to eat. Spending every dime you have right now means that you have nothing ready for the winter of your life. And I hope this is helping you. In Matthew chapter 26, let's go there. Because this, this one, this one right here, right here, this one, this is going to get some of y'all. This is going to get you. I know it got me when I read it. Go to Matthew 26. Look at verse number 14. The Bible says, Then one of the twelve called Judas Iscariot, went unto the chief priests and said unto them, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they said they will give him 30 pieces of silver. And from that time, he sought to betray Jesus. Here is the next thing that the Lord showed me. The reason why most people are having money issues is because we value money more than we value relationships. He was getting ready to sell out the man who picked him for 30 pieces of silver. There is no dollar amount that can be big enough to abolish the right relationship. The right relationship is more valuable than any amount of money you could ever receive. There is no amount of money that you could offer me to make me betray anybody. I don't have a caveat. I don't have a caveat. You could offer me a million dollars right now to betray somebody I've never met and I would turn you down because There is no dollar amount that your relationships or your friendships should be for sale for. When money becomes more important than relationships, you have to search your heart. I hope this is helping. Now, for those of y'all who are not struggling, because some of y'all are watching me and money ain't your issue. Yeah, but when money ain't your issue, you have another set of issues because people who have money typically don't teach their children the value of it. Let's go there. Let's go there. Statistically, 70% of rich families lose their wealth by the second generation. Not the third, fourth. That means if you are financially stable now, that means that your child has a 70% chance of ruining everything you built because most of us are so busy building it that we're not showing our children how to maintain or understand what we're building. So now they become rich kids or well-off kids. They get 100000 hundred thousand, five hundred thousand, 500000 a million dollars at our demise, and now they have more money than they've ever had in their hand, but because they don't have the grit or the tools that we have, they end up spending it instead of perpetually building what you've built. Listen to this. of millionaires teach their children little to nothing about wealth and responsibility. So those of you all who are in the top 3% making $400,000 or more according to statistics, these statistics say that you are teaching your children little to nothing about wealth and responsibility. If you work hard to get your children anything they want, then their correlation is, ah, the purpose of having money is so that I can get myself whatever I want. And that's how most wealth is squandered. I could you could go through and watch movies the house of gucci you could you could go and look at it generation after generation of how uh uh, uh the, the man who built the fountain blue and it, it went into uh, a bankruptcy of, of all of these affluent families where the businesses fell apart when they got into the hands of the children because somewhere between 60 and 70% of people who scale and do something with their life We're so busy building our lives that we forget to teach our children the tools that were necessary to build that life. So we give them the life without giving them the tools. It is God, Deuteronomy 8 and 18, who gives us the ability to produce wealth. That is true. But it is our job as parents to teach our children what to do with the wealth that we've produced can i tell you another mystery of money why some people struggle this is going to get you to how many of y'all know people who borrow money and don't pay it back let me read a scripture to you james five verse four through six look The wages you failed to pay the workers who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvesters have reached the ears of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have fattened yourselves in the day of slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. In other words, You do damage to your future when you borrow money and don't pay it back. Borrowing money and owing a person and not paying it back is probably the highest interest bill you have. If you ain't going to give it back, don't take it. It is better To not ask a man for anything than to ask him for that thing with the intention of not returning it. Two more points. Is this helping you? I know it's challenging you. I know it's not easy. That wasn't the question. The question is, for the right people, am I helping you? Just type in the comment section, you're helping me. I want to see it. You're helping me. Because this is next one, this is going to help you too. Are you ready? You want to understand the mystery of money? You want to know how you're going to be blessed and highly favored and have more than you can spend? Here's another trick. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Your life should not be enveloped in a string of people-pleasing activities. You must learn to strike a balance between loving your life and impressing people. You're going to have to figure out which one you're going to do. Are you going to live your life, the one you have, or are you going to mortgage that life trying to impress other people? Please, my friend, Do me a favor. Avoid the trap of comparison. Listen to this. It is impossible to be satisfied with your own life if you are constantly looking at what someone else has. Human desire and wants are limitless. One day we looked up. Elon Musk was worth 100 billion. The next day we looked up, it's 200 million. Next day we looked up, 250 million. Next day we looked up, 1 billion. Next day we looked up, 3 billion. Next day we looked up, 100 billion, 200 billion. Then all of a sudden, he crosses his threshold, $300 billion. Why didn't he stop at 300 million? Because human desire is never satisfied. Even with $300 billion, he wants to make more because human want is limitless. You will always want more. There will always be something else to crave. Then the Lord gave me this. He said, Keon, tell the people that people-pleasing is competing with the coronavirus for being the pandemic of the year. People-pleasing is competing with coronavirus for being number one on the pandemic list. I have never seen in my lifetime more people doing more things to please more people than ever before. and With social media, Backing up the disease, I'm afraid that the coronavirus, COVID 19, is actually becoming COVID 18. The new COVID 19 is people pleasing. Just think about it. Who cares? I, i'm and I don't want you to think that this is about not having nice stuff i've told I want but you have to be able to afford it not want it <laughs> this is not about what you want this is about what you can afford if a man has a billion dollars in the bank, nobody should say anything if he has a hundred million dollar yacht but if a man doesn't have a thousand dollars in the bank and he drives an Escalade, that's an issue. If a woman has a $50,000 Birkin bag and she has several hundred thousands, millions in the bank, in investments, in college funds, by all means, get the Birkin bag. But if you can't pay your bills, Get the target bag. Who cares? Who made it? I'm afraid that we are more concerned with who made it than we are with making it. I want to make it. I want to see what I've envisioned. I want to see what I prayed for. And I believe in all of those things. But not at the expense of of mortgaging mortgaging your future to appear to be something in your present, which is really like living in the past. Last point, you have to learn how to say no. Oh man, how many of you struggle with saying no? Every little kid in your church and in your neighborhood is selling chocolate and popcorn and Skittles and all kind of delectable goodies. And here you are every time you see a child, you got to spend 20 on this. You got to spend five dollars on that. And you got to give to this and you got to give to that and you got to give to this. A graceful note. A graceful note. Here's what the Bible says. And you may not you may not know this scripture in the Bible. You may feel bad because you feel like every time somebody's in need that you have to give to them. Here's what the Bible says. 1 Timothy 5 and 8. But if anyone does not provide for his own house, and especially for those of his household, has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever, provide for your house first. You can't be philanthropic until you've taken care of your household. Suppose one of you has decided to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? Luke 14 and 28. Sometimes you have to be able to say, in this season of my life, I just can't. I can't, I can't, I can't give you money to pay your rent because I got to take care of my house. I I can't help you in this season of my life. I can't, I got to take care of my house. I got to build something for me. I can't, I will, I got to, I got to give my tithes. I got to give my offering. I got to, I got to, I got to invest in my business. I just can't. This is the season for you to be okay. With saying no to certain offers that will take you away from your destiny. These tips that I've just given you, man, listen. You follow this, we're gonna be reading about you. You follow this, we're gonna hear about you. You follow this, we're gonna be in your class listening to you take what I just gave you multiply it and make it better. I hope you accepted this from the heart it was given. I want to see you do better. This is the mystery of money. I want to give you an opportunity to give. It's a mystery. Because right now you're probably going to say, you know, Pastor, I, I'm going to give. I'm going to give um, what I have to give. And and for those of you all who who will, that that's what you do. Some of you will hear this and you will turn it off and you won't give a thing. And, and that's fine because... Um, we do this so that you can give out of your heart, um, so that we can keep this ministry alive and be able to bring you these teachings and all the things that we do. But I want you to hear this: money answereth all things, and that's the Bible. Nothing you have—car note, mortgage, prayer—doesn't work for any of that. Even if prayer works, prayer. For money to answer that thing. Stop being afraid of it. And start using it for what it was used. Intended to be used for. As you give today, you're actually opening up a flow. For more to come to you. Galatians 6 and 7. Be not deceived. God does not mock. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. They're getting ready to put instructions up on the screen right now. How you can give. You can text it. You can give it through the app. Give Lafayette for Lighthouse 2.0, however you decide to. Just make sure you understand that success is around the corner, and this is not the season to be stingy. You better get ready, because God is about to open your eyes. The scales are getting ready to come back, and you're getting ready to understand the mystery of money. We are going to be successful this year if our life depends on it. Go back and watch The Six Laws of Success. Then come back and re-watch The Mystery of Money. Meet me next week. I've got another one for you. Until then, God bless you. I love you. I'll see you real soon.